Simone here, and stay tuned as I discuss an unsolved case that has been considered since the early stages of the police investigation, one of Australia's most profound mysteries, the Talmadge Shun case, also known as the mystery of the Somerton Man. An unidentified man found dead at 6.30 a.m. December 1st, 1948 on the Somerton Park Beach, just south of Adelaide, South Australia. The case is named after the Persian phrase Tamar Shun, meaning ended or finished, which was written on a scrap of paper found months later in the fob pocket of the man's pants. The scrap had been torn from the final page of a copy of Rumbayat of Omar Khayyam, authored by the 12th century poet Omar Khayyam. The man was found laying in the sand across from the crippled children's home. He was laying on his back with his head resting against the seawall. His legs extended and his feet crossed. It was believed he had died while sleeping. There was an unlit cigarette on the right collar of his coat. A search of his pockets revealed a unused second-class rail ticket from Adelaide to Henley Beach and a bus ticket from the city that could not be, be proven to have been used. There was a narrow aluminum American comb, a half-empty packet of juicy fruit chewing gum, an Army Club cigarette packet containing seven cigarettes of a different brand, and a quarter-full box of Bryant and May matches. All labels on his clothes had been removed, and he had no wallet. The body was clean-shaven and carried no identification, which led the police to believe he had committed suicide. His teeth did not match the dental records of any known living person. An autopsy was conducted, and the pathologist estimated the time of death at around 2 a.m. on December 1st. His heart was of normal size, but small vessels not commonly observed in the brain were easily discernible with congestion. There was congestion in the pharynx, and the gullet was covered with whitening of superficial layers of mucosa with a patch of ulcerations in the middle of it. The stomach was also deeply congested. There was congestion in the second half of the duodenum there was blood mixed with the food in the stomach. Both kidneys were congested. The liver contained a great excess of blood in its vessels. The spleen was about three times normal size. There was destruction of the center of the liver lobules revealed under the microscope. Acute ditriasis hemorrhage. The, autop- the autopsy showed that the man's last meal had been a pasty eaten three to four hours before death, but tests failed to reveal any foreign substance in the body. The pathologist, Dr. Joyer, concluded that he is quite convinced the death could not have been natural. The poison is suggested to be a barbiturate or a soluble hypnotic. Although poisoning remained a prime suspicion, the patsy was not believed to be the source of the poison. Other than that, the coroner was unable to reach a conclusion as to the man's identity or cause of his death. On January 14, 1949, staff at the Adelaide 
railway station discovered a brown suitcase with its label removed, which had been checked into the station cloakroom after 11 a.m. on November 30th, 1948. It was believed the suitcase was owned by the Somerton man. In the case, there was a red checkered dressing gown, a size 7 red felt pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants, also in the suitcase was a thread card of Barboy brand orange wax thread of an unusual type, not available in Australia. It was the same type as that used to repair the lining in a pocket of the trousers the dead man was wearing. All identification marks on the clothes had been removed, but police found the name T. Kane. Although police found pencils and unused letter stationery, a search concluded that there was no T. Keen missing in any English-speaking country, and a nationwide circulation of the dry-cleaning marks came up empty. In fact, all that could be garnered from the suitcase was that the front gusset and the feather stitching on a coat found in the case indicated that it had been manufactured in the United States. The coat had not been imported, indicating the man must have been to the United States or bought the coat from someone of a similar size who had been. There has been speculation that the dead man was a spy, due to the circumstances and the historical content of his death, but still, even to this day, no conclusions have been able to be made.